Thousands of fans who congregated outside St. James Park will be drawing up fantasy wish lists after Amanda Staveley, a driving force behind the takeover. Vowed to transform the club into Champions League contenders do we want to win the Premier League within 5 to 10 years? Yes. Staveley said, this takeover is hugely transformative. We want to see trophies, but trophies need investment, time, patience. And teamwork of course we have the same ambitions as Manchester City and Paris Saint-Germain in terms of trophies. Absolutely, but that will take time amid the genuine euphoria that Ashley's unloved regime was finally over. However, were concerns over the nature of the deal, which was belatedly rubber-stamped by the Premier League after it received legally binding assurances. That Saudi Arabia's public investment fund was not acting on behalf of the kingdom's government the PIF has taken an 80% stake in the club. With Stavely's PCP Capital Partners and RB Sports and Media having handed over £305 million in exchange for the keys the events have naturally drawn comparisons with Sheikh Mensah's takeover of Manchester City in September 2008 while PIF's estimated £700 billion value dwarfs Mensah's reported worth of £23 billion. City supporters will know only too well that new owners with huge pockets equates to the playing squad. Being transformed but not necessarily with instant results who can forget the sight of Rabinho signing on deadline day. Mensah's first statement signing, after buying the club on a crazy summer transfer deadline day, that saw City fail in a move for Dimitar Berbatov, who joined rivals United. They did complete a £34 million British record transfer deal for Real Madrid's Brazilian forward under the noses of Chelsea although financial fair player rules will have to be taken into consideration, Newcastle supporters will no doubt be hoping to experience similar fortunes in January. And next summer with more hits than Mrs. Rabinho began impressively. But his City career was ultimately viewed as a disappointment as he was sold to AC Milan in 2010 after a loan spell at Santos then. There was his compatriot Joe, signed for £19.2 million, but a major flop having only scored six goals in 42 appearances, before he embarked on a journeyman career Nigel de Jong fared better following his £18 million arrival. And formed part of the club's first Premier League title-winning team Craig Bellamy £12.4 million. Wayne Bridge £10.4 million. Sean Wright Phillips £9 million. Shea Given £7.2 million. Pablo Zabaleta £7 million. Vincent Company 6.8 million pounds and Tal Benham 5.1 million pounds completed a 123.5 million pound first summer splurge under the new owners it was not until May 2011 that city saw the fruits of their labor with the FA Cup success against Stoke the club's first trophy in 35 years in the same week they secured Champions League qualification so is it inevitable that the first step of any new regime is to bring in a new manager City finished 10th in the Premier League in 2008-9, but still stuck with manager Mark Hughes for the start of the following campaign they were then sitting 6th, having won just two of their previous 11 league games, when Hughes was sacked in December 2009 and replaced by Roberto Mancini, Steve Bruce may not be afforded so much time, Newcastle want to compete for the very prizes. But they currently sit 19th in the Premier League, without a win in their opening seven games. It will be a slow burn, and it may be that they have to target a certain type of player and manager, first before they can reach for the stars, the club ranked 19th in the 2019 Deloitte Money League, marking the biggest year-on-year revenue growth among listed clubs. At the same time, Ashley was reluctant to fund Benitez in the transfer market indeed. Newcastle recorded just a £21 million net spend under Benitez between summer 2017 and his departure in June 2019, but have splashed more than four times, that figure during almost the same time frame since Bruce took charge however. Even the recent injections of cash pale in comparison to other clubs, and Joe Willock was the sole key signing the summer, despite last season's struggles. 
while the average annual net spend during the Ashley era is a meager £9.3 million, Alan St. Maximin has been Newcastle's best player this season. Racking up two goals and three assists in the opening seven games of the campaign amid what has become perpetual speculation over his future at St. James Park Liverpool, Everton, and Chelsea have been among the clubs constantly linked with a move for the 24-year-old forward. With Bruce Force to fend off talk of a January departure as recently in the weeks, before he signed a new six-year deal on Tyneside last October. St. Maximin admitted he would look to leave, if the club did not develop in line with my ambitions, and said earlier this year you play football to win trophies. Not to fight to stay up when asked about his future with Staveley's public ambition, to lift the Premier League trophy inside the next decade. And new owners conscious of the Magby's desperation for silverware. In the blink of an eye Newcastle now look a club who could feed the Frenchman's desire St. Maximin is always an amiable. Outward presence on social media. And the wording of his first tweet after the takeover was confirmed certainly hints at that alignment a new start with an ambitious Newcastle United, he wrote. That one word and none too subtle hinted his thoughts on the Ashley era amid talk of big money signings. New management and new infrastructure, keeping their star man in the northeast will be one of the early major signs of the new owner's vision coming to life Newcastle's new owners. Walked into St. James Park with significant work to do on and off the pitch figurehead Stavely. And non-executive chairman Yasser Al-Rumayan will take the wheel of a club which has been drifting for much of the last 14 years or so under previous incumbent Ashley and attempt to steer it back on course the deal was confirmed. After the Premier League said it was satisfied that the Saudi state would not control the football club. Any evidence to the contrary could still result in the new owners being disqualified as the new faces at Newcastle prepare to get down to work. Here are just some of the challenges they face as they seek to copy the success at Manchester City Newcastle fans many of whom who have been at war with Ashley for much of his reign, celebrated deliriously. When the news that Stavely's largely Saudi-funded consortium had completed its takeover broke however even as they did so. Some acknowledged concerns being expressed more widely over Saudi Arabia's human rights record, and that is not going to go away news of the takeover, was greeted with dismay by Amnesty International, who described it as an extremely bitter blow for human rights defender Zadja Deshmik. Amnesty International UK CEO said, We can understand that this will be seen as a great day by many Newcastle United fans, but it's also a very worrying day for anyone who cares about the ownership of English football clubs and whether these great clubs are being used to sports wash human rights abuse in our assessment. This deal was always more about sports washing than it was about football. With Saudi Arabia's aggressive move into sport as a vehicle for image management and PR plane for all to see, Amnesty International has repeatedly accused the public investment fund which has bought an 80% stake in the club, of sports washing, attempting to use sport to improve its reputation Stavely has insisted Piff and the state are entirely separate entities. And that she would not have been involved, had she any concerns on that front but for many. The club will be tainted by association, current head coach Steve Bruce has accepted that his time in the hot seat could be drawn to a close regardless of the parlor situation in which the club finds itself. After failing to win any of its first seven Premier League games this season Bruce, who a few days earlier had been urged to resign by 94.3% of more than 5,000 respondents to a Newcastle United supporters trust poll, expressed his desire to continue in the immediate aftermath of the confirmation, but acknowledged you have to be realistic. And they may well want a new manager to launch things for them had the takeover been approved last year. There was a very real possibility Rafael Benitez could have returned. But the Spaniard is now safely ensconced at Everton, investment has been an issue at Newcastle for many years with Benitez's exasperation at his lack of funds. And control over transfers one of the main reasons for his departure in 2019 the relative austerity of Ashley's regime.
initially buying promising young players with a view to selling them on at a significant profit, as they did with the likes of Johan Cave, Musa Sissoko and Alexander Mitrovic, has left Bruce with a reasonable team, when all his players are fit. But not a great deal underneath its St. Maximin £16 million capture from Nice increasingly looks like a bargain. But Jolinton is yet to live up to his club record £40 million prize tag. While the entire summer budget went on £25 million midfielder Joe Willock a proven striker to complement Callum Wilson. A creative midfielder and a commanding central defender would be a good start Stavely said yes, we have deep pockets. But we have to also be commercially sensible in terms of there are rules around investment in the Premier League. We have to keep within those, and we're fully aware of that St. James Park looks down over the city from Gallagate, and is one of English football's most imposing venues. But it has started to look tired fans will be desperate too, to see the removal of Ashley Sports direct livery. Perhaps more urgent is the need, to upgrade the club's Darsley Park training headquarters in 2013. Plans were drawn up for a new £10 million state-of-the-art facility which then-director of football Joe Kinnear said would rival any in Europe and planning permission was granted, but construction never started. And the funds were later diverted into the playing squad some improvements were made during Benitez's time on Tyneside. But the existing facilities do not compare favorably with many Premier League rivals Newcastle have not won a domestic trophy since last lifting the FA Cup in 1955. And the club's 1969 European Fairs Cup triumph is a distant memory for those who witnessed it they now have the spending power to compete for much higher profile signings. They are potentially the richest club in world football. But Stavely has already warned their spending, which will be limited by financial fair play rules. We'll have to be commercially sensible Stavely said obviously we bought this club with a view that we want the fans to get the trophies they deserve and we need to work with the fans to help us get there. And that will take some time we're not going to be winning the Premier League just yet. And it's going to take some time to build the infrastructure at all levels to allow us to challenge for trophy Stavely is targeting Champions League football and silverware, but patience will be required. Remember to follow Golia by hitting the follow button and slapping a 5-star review on the show or tapping the love icon. Let's get to 1 million followers and tune in daily for new episodes.